All right, guys, welcome back to the Like a Bigfoot podcast. I'm your host, Chris Ward. Really excited to share this week's episode. Uh, it's with the creators of the short film, um, How to Run 100 Miles. Uh, Brendan, uh, Brendan Leonard is the, I mean, they both star in the film, but Brendan's kind of the uh, filmmaker, uh, director who put together the movie. And it's, I mean, like I said, he's in the movie because about these two dudes, uh, they've been friends for a while and they're going to set out to run their first 100 miler. And it's all about everything it takes to actually get that accomplished. Uh, and then Brennan's Brennan, one of his best friends, Jason Syme, uh, the story kind of focuses on him and all of the adversities he's had to overcome in his life. Uh, and it's great, man. Like I love it. So both the guys <laughs> came over to my house the other day. We recorded this episode. I asked a bunch of questions about the movie, about training. Um, we just kind of nerded out about some ultra running and adventure stuff. Uh, it was a super fun conversation. And truthfully, as I watched the movie, there's a lot that I connected to, especially as an ultra runner. So even though I'd, I've never ran 100 miles, I've ran a couple 50 milers, but that's, and I can't even fathom like I can't even wrap my head around because I just know how terrible <laughs> I've felt uh, for the last couple of miles of the 50. And I'm trying to imagine doing double that and it just blows my mind. So uh, you watch the movie, though, you relate to it on the level of like, here's some guys going through a massive amount of pain uh, trying to get through it. You relate to it on the level of waking up early, putting in the miles and miles and hours and hours and hours of training um, just to work your way to a level where you can suffer through 100 miles. More importantly, though, it as you watch the film, you relate to it on such a personal level. And for me, the theme that really sh like shined, shined, shone, I don't know. I don't know the words there. But the theme that really like stood out to me was the theme, like kind of the ode to friendship, but mostly the ode to the friends who are going to drive you and push you to be the absolute best you can be. Or the ode to the friends who just always say yes. They always say, why not? If you're like, hey, man, let's run 100 miles. And they're like, sure. That sounds like a fantastic idea. Um, you know, you got to have those friends in life. I love those friends. Those are my closest friends that I have are the friends that I can call up out of the blue and kind of come up with some crazy idea or they come out up with some crazy idea. And we you just decide to go head first. You decide not to even question whether or not you have the ability to finish. But knowing that together you can just power your way through anything. So yeah, man, it's a, it's a really fun episode. You can check out a lot of stuff. So Brendan, Brendan's, uh, a writer. He's written for a lot of different, uh, magazines like backpacker, national geographic outside magazine, men's journal, and a whole bunch of other stuff. He he's written a few books. There's uh 60 meters to anywhere, which is definitely on my reading list right now. I'm really excited to to hear about his journey as a mountaineer. Um, and he's also written something called The Great Outdoors, A User's Guide, which, you know, having met Brendan and read some of his stuff, like I 
bet it's pretty humorous. Uh, he's a pretty funny guy. Um, he's a climber, mountaineer, just an all-around adventure athlete who blogs about outdoor adventures um, for every man and every woman. <laughs> for the every man and every woman. Uh, and you can find his stuff at semirad.com. I bet you've seen a lot of his stuff on uh, Outside Magazine. Jason is a public speaker, life coach, yoga instructor. Um, he just wants people. He His message falls right in line with this podcast. He wants people to become their best selves. Uh, so he started Right to Shine. And you can find his stuff at righttoshine.com. And he basically wants to spread positivity and goodness to everyone around him. He wants them to be able to be successful. All right, guys, uh, we're going to get into the show. If you enjoy the episode, check out all of our stuff, Like a Bigfoot. You can find it everywhere just by typing in Like a Bigfoot. Um, iTunes. iTunes helps. Uh, there was a new review left this week. Made me smile. So thank you guys for that. Uh, yeah, but look for all of our stuff there. You can find us on all the social media and whatnot. Okay. Let's get into the episode. This is Like a Bigfoot number 85 with Jason Syme and Brendan Leonard. All right, guys. Uh, I want to welcome to the podcast Jason Syme and Brendan Leonard. So welcome, guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah, man. Thank you. Yeah, we're sitting in my backyard, and this is actually the first time I've had uh three guests like quote unquote live i guess so i'm excited we're not very smart so we're like you know, <laughs> we're each a half a person <laughs> oh okay sweet that makes sense then uh yeah so you guys made this film and i was telling you earlier like four people sent it to me all at like within an hour of each other uh it's called how to run 100 miles it's affiliated with rei um and i thought it really just it captured the experience, and I think you guys are trying to capture like the everyman running a hundred miles. Even though anyone who runs a hundred miles is pretty incredible. Yeah, I mean, I I, <laughs> I think that as you can see in the film, it, it captured what two little Iowans would experience if we tried to go run in the rock uh, the Rockies, and it was uh, it was a. Uh, a suffering fest. It looked like a suffering fest for sure, which which made it even more awesome. Which I hate to say, like to you guys, because you're like that sucked. Like, <laughs> yeah, we we had the conversation like, who's tougher, the people who run fast and are finished with the suffering in 19 hours, or the people like us who suck and who are out there for 36 hours? Like, that's definitely a. I, I may never know what it's like to run one in 19 hours, but uh, but it's definitely it's definitely a grind for sure. I think that is like a good. That's a good, solid argument, because I don't know. There's the term in ultra running, isn't it? Like, DFL? No, dead, is dead last? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I think I think the... I mean, my experience, and you may have different experience, but, like, I think the people who finish last get more applause than the people who finish first, right? Because there's, like, hardly anybody there. And then, like, at the end of the race, people are always rooting for that person. Like, yeah. we were leaving a 50-mile race, and we had finished with a half hour to spare. And then we were leaving 25 minutes later and the last person was coming across the finish line unbeknownst to us we were in the parking lot and i just heard people going crazy and i was like what oh you know 
because everybody has that. I don't know why we all love that last place person. You know, it's like no other sport do you get <laughs> celebrated more for finishing last because you're just finishing, and it's so so inspiring to people on, yeah. on that level. And you're just tough because you're out there the longest. Like even if you're just on your feet for that many hours it's crazy but then you add in like rain and snow and like trying to eat food and animals yeah. and stuff yeah yeah and everybody knows that you're gutting it out like that's 100 percent for you if you're finishing in like whatever 11 58 or, or whatever yeah. it is or 23 58 yeah i don't know i find that like that's like the coolest thing about ultra running to me that is cool so you guys aren't really runners or you're not ultra runners i mean you saw the film we're not runners yeah i mean are we you still, we still aren't. I mean, I, I look, <laughs> I think Brendan's always shy to classify himself one way or the other. I would consider myself an ultra runner. Yeah. Um, now, do I think I'm as good as some of the people out there on the course or up on all the latest and all the gear? No, I, yeah. we go out there and we just have fun and suffer. Um, but I, I definitely consider myself a runner and, and definitely within that an ultra runner himself um now will i ever run 100 miles again <laughs> not sure will i ever run 50 miles again uh, not yeah, sure maybe. I just did. did you really yeah in north carolina I was what race was uh, that the fontandango 50 Man, i never heard of that i was out on the east coast for three years and that's when i got into ultra running uh, okay. i've never very, heard of that one it's very small i think there was 35 people signed up for the 50 mile okay and it's five loops and it kicked my ass can i swear yeah okay i just dropped the first f-bomb okay. of, of me the, on the podcast, the podcast ever, so okay. <laughs> bringing it up i know it up like, and, not and in the back of my head i'm like i'm a teacher should i like edit that this is where i get to swear <laughs> <laughs> um no it was it was a grind though it was like uh five laps they say two thousand feet of elevation gain per lap so and i was running with my two friends who are faster and i kept saying you guys just go i'm like i'll finish i'm not i don't want to try to keep up with you and they kept waiting for me and i was like <laughs> Super assholes. Yeah, and by then I was crushed by the end of it. But like to that point, I look at you know my friend Canyon, and I'm like, that's a runner. That's a guy who looks like a gazelle. Like he's like doing Insta stories while we're running. At one point, he actually walked back down the trail to get service, <laughs> and I'm like hiking as fast as I can, going, oh my god, I'm gonna die. Yeah, and he's out. It's they just look effortless. He's you know placed in a bunch of races, and I don't think anybody ever looks at me out on the trail and goes. That's a runner. <laughs> you know, they're like, that's someone who's trying running. You know, like, that guy's trying like, hard. Yeah, yeah, good for him. So, yeah. yeah. Well, man, did you like catch the ultra running bug then? Like, why did you sign up for another fifty after this? Uh, I need to stay in shape because I'm doing a like a running tour of the Alps in okay. September with a big group of people, and I need to not be a fat ass. <laughs> so I think, and I like I like being in shape and able to like sign up for fifty and be like that have that be a sort of reasonable thing like yeah which i'm not fast so it's like easier to say you're in shape for it in quotes yeah um so yeah i mean i, I don't stay in shape very well without a big scary thing on the horizon so I hear that's sort of the motivation so yeah man yeah i don't want to try to totally give it up after doing 100 yeah so. yeah that rocks so the thing i really loved and connected to with the film was it was kind of like the ode to the friend who's just like always in who like you call up you're like hey man you want to do this thing and they're like yeah why not <laughs> right like i don't know if that was like intentional but i have friends like that and you know to see your guys friendship i'm like oh man i totally connect to that yeah when i get a 
I've been making films for a few years, and I've always wanted to. I just talk about it as a, as a a thank you card for eighteen years of friendship for Jason, because I don't think I'd be doing half the stuff I do currently <laughs> yeah. without him being in my ear for the past decade. Just saying, egging him on. Well, just like Pure why pressure. not? Fake it till you make it. You know? Oh, I can't do this. <laughs> I'm not qualified. You think those other people are qualified? You should try. You know? And um, the race is such a good metaphor for that because it's like no one is qualified to run a hundred. Like people don't just wake up, you know, you don't, people don't, you're not in high school going, Oh yeah, that person's going to be an ultra marathoner. Yeah. You know, like it's yeah. not a natural thing for anybody to do. So, and I feel like I have been pushed and stretched by our, by our friendships so much over the years that I was like, well, it'd be nice to have a sort of way of sharing Jason's philosophy with the world. And I think he does well on, on video. Yeah, I think man. I don't know. No, dude, definitely. So what what's the philosophy? Like, I know that you you're a public speaker, you're very motivational. Um, what's kind of your message? I mean, I think that my message is that people can do a lot more than they ever can dream up and that their dreams stop short of about 40% of what they think they can do and there's another probably 60 or 80% more that they have the capacity to do. And part of that just comes as the film shows what I had been through. And yeah. so seeing a bunch of things that I had to overcome early on and then be accomplished, whether it's like winning my first wrestling match or graduating from community college, I was like, wait a minute, there's sort of a formula here that equals success. And, and so as my friends, as I started seeing these things, and I started accumulating friends or friends in high school or friends in uh, college early on, I was always like, no, you can, you can do that. Look at yeah. this piece. Look where I came from. <laughs> and I was like, no, I see where you're coming from. Look what I've been through and where you're currently at. And I knew, I, you know, if I think one gift that I've always had it in, and I, I think people have being good at basketball or a writer as Brendan as a filmmaker, I'm very good at seeing people's potential, even yeah. though they may not see it. And sometimes that means I'm pushing you or you may get tired of me saying, hey, you can do this, but I'm, I'm very good at seeing where I think people's actually potential, whether it is something at work or something physically they can do. And I've always been good at that. My brother and sister to be like, yeah, Jason, sort of tired of hearing from you about X, but you know, it's hopefully in a positive, positive yeah, manner. Man. Well, everyone needs friends like that. Um, and I feel it bums me out when you don't have people, in, when you hear about people who don't have people in their lives and they're just kind of stuck, and they don't really know how to get motivated, I guess. So, yeah. Yeah, that's what I think, like, what if everybody just had a friend like Jason? And I thought, well, that doesn't scale, really. You know? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, she has a coaching business, but, like, you got to pay him. So, like, well, we'll just make a movie. You know? <laughs> they could just watch the film. Yeah. For whatever. What kind of feedback have you guys gotten from the film? It's mostly been positive. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, a couple people said we, we sat down a lot. Which is true. It's definitely <laughs> true. I was, like, yeah. running. I was like, no shit. Have you ever run 100 uh-huh. miles? It's hard. It's exhausting. No, but I think, like, overwhelmingly, people have been... Either REI is deleting all the negative comments, or we're not getting that many. <laughs> I mean, I don't see why... Like, with such a positive message and positive intention, it's like, why would there even be negative comments? It, it definitely doesn't take any sort of stand where you'd be like, hey, I disagree with that. You know, I disagree like, with sitting down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Shouldn't be eating that. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. What, was it, what was it? Like a fourth pieces of peanut butter sandwiches? Yeah. You should have yeah. half. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, one woman, one woman did make the comment, you should have I had better food choices. I forgot oh, really? about that. Yeah, she Where did say that? that. It was on one of the it was one of the REI on Facebook. She's like, 
you guys could have had better food choices. I was like, okay. Pa- probably some of that's probably. right. I like absolutely. Learning experience, a- absolutely. You know? uh, oh, my God. We should have eaten more early on. That's, what I, that's the only mistake I think we made. I don't – whatever. I mean, <laughs> what would she have had us eat? I don't think. know. Soylent? <laughs> Soylent. It's made of people. I think <laughs> – Which, by the way, hold on, real quick. Side note: Isn't is there an actual company selling like? Yeah, yeah. So why? It's basically meal replacement for people who want to be super efficient, and I think it actually is fairly healthy. No, no, it's not. Is it? But isn't there like a negative connotation because of that movie? Yeah, Soylent Green. Which that always confused me. I'm like, why would anyone buy this? I don't. I think there's a negative connotation because it's not pizza. But yeah, like, that's I mean, 100. percent Like, agree. I enjoy food. Somebody's like, I'm eating this instead of instead of eating meals. I'm like, I'm just sad for you yeah. <laughs> right now. <laughs> I can't believe you're doing this to yourself. Yeah. What? Uh. So has anyone, like, emailed you guys? I'm like, I signed up for my first hundred because I saw you. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a couple of people. I think that what's amazing to me and I didn't appreciate is the way, like you told the story of how the film touched you. Yeah. I'm amazed by the people that have reached out that are parents and have kids that are dyslexic and then ha- watched the film with their kids and then talked about the message afterwards. I've gotten some messages like that. It's been very humbling and grateful. There's a gentleman in Florida who, who served seven tours. Wow. Uh, and he was like, well, this message really hit me. He's like, I'd like to talk to you about navigating in the narc, dark, you know, but things like that you would never, I'm like, you're, you inspire me, you know, seven tours and everything you've been through. Um, and then people that are just wanted to like, hey, it really got me to want to do my first half marathon or 5K. And you're like, that is amazing. Yeah. Like I was sitting on the couch or I hadn't ran for, some people said like six months or a year and then it got me off the couch and I went for a run and you're like, wow. That's cool. It's that power, and that's incredible. Yeah. How did you guys hook up with REI? I, I've been um, an ambassador for them for a couple of years. Okay. Just writing for their blog and stuff. And uh, done like one really small film project with them, but you're always in conversations like, hey, what do you have coming up? You know, and I was actually trying to get them to sponsor another film I had done about a guy who builds bikes in five points. Okay. It's called Chocolate Spokes and didn't really work with what they were doing for marketing. And I said, well, here, I'm doing this ultra with my buddy and here's his story and i put together a little trailer um that kind of is a very condensed version of the movie and sent it to him and they said okay well we're interested so that's awesome which was kind of a big uh thing this year because i think they're mostly concentrating on they call it their force of nature campaign where it's all about women's stories so they were like let's sneak in this one about these two dudes and then we'll move on you know? <laughs> and we're done with it but uh it's been fun yeah so, yeah so who came up with the idea to run 100 miles I think we were both kind of... And was it over beers? No, I I don't drink, and you hardly drink. Yeah. Okay. I haven't drank since I lived in Iowa, so 16 years for a while. But uh, no, we like... (laughs) What happened? You signed up for... It literally happened just like it does in the movie. We recreated the scene in the pizza joint. Okay. We're at this pizza place. Oh, so over pizzas. Yeah. Okay. We were at this pizza place on 17th, Pachi's. And Jason, he was trying to get ready to run a 50K. A 50K at the time, And he's, yeah. like, telling me about how miserable this run was. <laughs> and it was, like, ran out of water. It was on Green Mountain here. Oh, yeah. yeah. What well, 50K is that? No, no, no. The, oh, the, the, the training, the oh, training yeah, run yeah, yeah. itself, yeah. So he had signed up for the Bear Chase 50K. Okay. And he was telling that. me about it. And I was, like, we had dinner, and I woke up the next morning, and I was, like, I went and ran 10 miles. And I'm, like... Well, that didn't go so bad. I'll sign up for the 50K, too. And by the time the race came around, 23 days later, you had oh. talked yourself. Well, some guy at some Ari. guy had already talked me into doing the 50-miler. <laughs> 23 days later? 
the race was like 30 was like, yeah. yeah 23 oh or 30 God. days later so, so i signed up for the 50k jason ran the 50 and how'd it go oh wrecked just like the, <laughs> the end of this movie i yeah i crossed the finish line hobbling into the finish line because of my at the time my left knee my it band so my whole knee started swelling up so uh, i had it, some i had same le- uh, right it band where i like stopped at 25 miles and like was eating a sandwich and I took off to run again. I was like, "Oh my god!" And I didn't know what it was, but I was able to massage it out basically and then finish. And it was respectable. We, it was the Bear Chase 50k. Is so that Lakewood? Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's pretty mellow, and we were both. It's a good one to like get you into it, and then you think you're not. You know, it's like it's pretty confidence building for yeah. sure. Um, There's not a lot of elevation. I guess, no. I it's a great. Say, I want to like say it's like three thousand for hundred a lap or something. Yeah. Like that. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. It's pretty chill. And after that, it was like, God, that was pretty fun. I wonder. And you just keep going. Like, I wonder if I could do the. Yeah. You know, it's like the classic build up. Yeah. It's like I've done crack. I wonder if I could do crack <laughs> and heroin. Do you know, <laughs> speed balls and put in a healthy way. <laughs> so then we just kind of went from there. I think. Yeah. We did a fifty mile. What was the fifty miler? We I, did the Ice Age, Ice Age Trail 50 okay. in Wisconsin. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. okay, I ha- okay. I've heard Deceptively that hard, I thought. Yeah. <laughs> or we just weren't in shape. I don't know. We, what time of year is that? It was in um, April, May. May. Okay. Yeah. So not super cold or anything. No, it actually ended up snowing the day, like a little <laughs> bit. It was perfect because oh, okay. I I do terrible in heat, but it was uh, it was cloudy and it sleeted a little bit. But we were in t-shirts the whole time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it was same situation. Jason was like dragging me for the last eight miles and i was like let's just walk let's eat some cake yeah. come on we gotta <laughs> eat this cake. cake and i'm like no we don't gotta eat no cake i want to get to that finish line come it was on the, it was the 40th or 45th anniversary yeah. of the race and they had like <laughs> the birthday cake. cake like three miles out and i was just like what are you doing man this is amazing <laughs> yeah was that your first race like running together yeah okay it was, yes it was, it was. The only, only one we did yep at that together. point together so we'd always sign up for the same event, but Jason would do a little bit more mileage. Gotcha. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. How and was – was, oh, I'm sorry. No, then we did the bear chase again. Oh, that, really? Yeah, we did the bear chase again, and I did the 100K, and Brendan did the 50. Oh. And that was just a terrible, yeah, terrible idea. <laughs> yeah, I had been traveling for 16 straight days. I got in at 7.30 the night before and got up at 4.30 to go do the race. And I just, like, over it. It was like two grumpy old men. They were just like, like you know, normally you got the energy where you're like yeah, yeah, yeah. excited about the race. We were like starting off like mile one, we're bickering like old. I'm like, this is there's no excitement. You we're dreading life. We're like for FD's aid stations, like everything. We're like just complaining. Like, oh my god, like, we have great job. You're like whatever. You know? Did you did, did, the, did the mood like? Did you ever come out of that mood, or was it the whole race? No, I came out of that. I uh, came out of that mood at a certain point i was like whoa yeah i had you know i started having that emotional moment where you're like crying you're like oh i'm so inspiring this is incredible i did not i was i came through so it's four four laps four laps of 12 and a half miles each right and i came through the finish line after my third lap and the lady was given medals for the 50k and she goes are you done and i was like I don't know <laughs> and my girlfriend came up and said you know well are you gonna finish the last lap and i'm like i don't care and she goes well i'd like to you know run a little bit today so i'll pace you and i'm like well if you want to get a workout in i guess we can do the last <laughs> lap and we just we we puttered around for the last we finished you know it was fine but That's i was awesome. exhausted you got guilted so, into it uh yeah it was good it was like it's you know what it's like when you're like you have somebody who's just has a little fresh 
Yeah. We just have some company for that last, you know, True. two hours or two and a half hours for me. So, yeah, that was, I would have not finished. I would have sat down and just ate a sandwich and <laughs> taken a nap. I was like, whatever. Yeah. What yeah. is it about the just ultra running community? Because it is, I mean, you do your first race. I always didn't tell people, like, if you don't think, if it's something you're interested in, but you don't think you can do it, like, show up to a finish line and just hang out and watch because not only will you just see all sorts of types of people finishing you will uh just see this really cool community just sitting around hanging out eating sandwiches you know cheering each other on yeah i mean i I think that it's i think that what it does it what you said about the different body i'm amazed by the different body type shape sizes that actually sign up for races so and i think that what you see is a lot of people with big hearts and what you see at the end of the finish line is people with big hearts that care about this person that didn't think they could do it yeah. doing it and doing it in a big way whether it's a 50k 50 mile or 100 mile and i think that's something that's like really special about the community totally and it's just it's an interesting sport too because you're towing the start line with like the elite athletes <laughs> yeah that's true. for a second you are. <laughs> well for a second, a second yeah. yeah and like but it's you know i can't go play basketball with like lebron james but I can show up at the start line and, I don't know, some yeah. freak of nature is there. Be next to somebody famous. I think like climbing, rock climbing is the same way. You can yeah. actually climb on the same routes, theoretically, as your heroes have, but, like, not at the same time with them. But, yeah. It's, like, I think beyond that, like, top 10 or 15 or 20% of people, everybody else is just, like, these normal folks who have, yeah. like, a really outsized idea of what they're capable of. Because you do, like, see people where you're like you're like i mean when we went to this race in wisconsin i was like i thought we were gonna line up and everybody was gonna look like you know elite people from boulder colorado with like 10 percent body fat or five or whatever and it was just like holy shit all these people are normal and yeah you know and they're all faster than us that's for, <laughs> that's for sure and just people hiking like bird busting through the aid station fast and like getting, yeah. getting it done it's so cool it's good for the ego too because you're just like it puts you in place yep yeah, definitely puts you in place. And you see people. I remember one of the stories that I read after their Ice Age fifty, and I, you know, at the time I was like, oh, we got to fly in early. We got to make sure we get a good night's sleep. All the things so I have a good race. And then afterwards, there was a story that came out um, in the local paper there about this woman who was like a single mom of three who had been working a full-time exec job, <laughs> like flew in like really late the night before and then just crushed the race faster than us. And I'm like, Jesus, Jason, <laughs> enough of these like excuses, right? The story that I had in my yeah. own mind, in my own head, in terms of how I look at things, it really changed, which led to us, me going, I'm going to sign up for that 100K yeah. come, November, you know, come the fall of 2016. That's that because of that story. I was like, yeah, sure. This woman's single mom and doing it. I can at least do it. That rocks. So have you always had that mindset of like, I need to let go of this story that I'm telling myself? Or is that something that developed, you know? Because you go into, the, in the movie, you go into your childhood a bit and a lot of obstacles you've overcame. And, you know, I just, I'm always curious, like, is someone born with that mindset or is that something you learn over time? I think it's a combination of somewhat both. I think I had... Uh, the film doesn't go into but an early example. I had my mom who was like fighting everything um, for like getting a divorce and like sticking up to my dad at the time to take ch- you know six children. And I saw that. And whether you know that's a role model, but you see these actions of yeah. a strong, powerful um, person in your life. So I think that someone gets embedded into you. And then along the way, I, I had 
some role models or people that didn't let me feel sorry for. Like I remember one of my early girlfriends in high school when I was like talking about, oh, you don't know what I've been through, yeah. poor, everything. And she looked at me, she goes, are you done feeling sorry for yourself, Jason? <laughs> and when a hot girl looks you in the eye and go, are you done feeling sorry for wow. you? I'll tell you what that does. It yeah. snaps, you go, holy shit. Yeah. That was like a, one of those defining moments. And then I've, I'm always looking for, I don't know if it's because I love movies or books, but I always like to find the character that's been through the most. And I'm like, if that person's been through this, they're always like playing a little movie or a little character in my head. And I always think, okay, I got them as a reference. I'm going to push. Yeah. What movies? What do you have any in mind that really like affected you? Um, I mean, I think um, I'm, now I'm blanking on the movie that um, that I just was writing, wrote about Broken. Um, if I can take it, I can make it. Okay. Have you seen uh, that movie What's about it? the runner? Um, Unbroken. Um, Unbroken. Yeah. Oh man, have you read the book? I haven't read the book. <sighs> just the movie of everything that guy's been. Yeah. If I can make it, I can take it. That's what I was saying in the hundred miler in my head at times. That book, or I haven't seen the movie, but I'm seeing the movie too. But the, that story is just like can't get much worse for this guy, and then it gets worse, and then you're like, it can't get any worse than that though, because he's like on a boat, or he, he's, yes. his plane crashes, he's floating on a raft, right, and then. He's with uh, one guy eats all the food. Yeah, that in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> what? It's it's just ridiculous. Yeah. And then it's like can't get much worse for this. And then the sharks start jumping onto the raft, and he's like, I think he like kills one. He's like, if this shark's in my territory, I'm taking it out. But then it gets way worse. So, yeah, yeah man. It, yeah. So I mean, I think that care. I mean, in terms of things that were sticking out, because I like that line. Yeah. And I like, I mean, he was a runner too. He's a yeah. trained. Uh, a trained runner, Olympian. Um, Olympian. Yeah. So. Yeah. Other movies. Was there any like growing up? Like, was there any that really stuck out or? Movies or films. Movies, or? films, stories, like anything that really kind of motivated you. I think everybody likes the like that quote unquote American dreams like story telling. Yeah. You know, like Rocky. Yeah. Rocky one. You know, the entire Rocky series is like this classic rehashing of that every time you know and like nobody wants to root for somebody who just had everything handed to him you know like 100 percent. i guess like story. yeah as a writer you under, understand like how to tell a story right i, but mean, I, I would like to think a little <laughs> bit yeah. yeah yeah but nobody i mean we always like you know you watch the olympics they're always trying to pull that story out like the adversity then nobody's like well, he, he grew up rich and, you know, had everything handed to him and, you know, ate organic vegetables from day one. And, you know, nobody's like, yeah. and now here he is in the Olympics. You know, who would have like, thought? like, what? <laughs> who cares, you know? Yeah. So we all want to believe that because then we, we want to think we can achieve things. Well, and it's kind of like we all have stuff to overcome in our lives and mm -hmm. you see that happening um, as an example of, like, that is a possibility. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. So we started talking before I hit record. We were about to talk about, like, all the places you trained. Because I watched the video, and like I said, first thing that pops up was something about Iowa City. Yeah. And I'm, like, nudging my wife. I'm like, Iowa City! And then, because at first I was like, are these guys in Iowa? Like, going to oh. run 100 miles? And then all of a sudden, all the places you're training at are, you know, all right out here on the front range of yeah. Denver. So, so yeah, where would you guys end up training? Like, how did that go? I think we did the same. So we, I run a lot. We've run a lot of miles at Green Mountain. I bet I've yeah. run a thousand miles at wow. Green Mountain, maybe over the years, not just in that training. 
period, but I think, so we were, the race we were training for is 102.9 miles, 20,000 feet of elevation gain. So we tried to do our long runs with that same ratio of elevation gain. So we only had about three or four trails that were close that we could make that work out. Yeah. Um, and still like go back to the car every 10 or 12 miles and refill water bottles and stuff. So we would go do laps up and down Bergen Peak, mm-hmm. which was, I don't think I've been back there since because I hate it. <laughs> I've been up there once. It's just constant it's just a, grind. Yeah, it's a grind. And but, switchbacks like crazy. But 2,000 feet of elevation gain in 10 miles, you yeah. know, and it's below tree line, so during thunderstorms, you're theoretically pretty okay. Uh, White Ranch, we had oh. a big loop we do. Yeah, yeah big loop at White Ranch. The big loop, right? 13 miles, yeah, 12 miles? Like yeah, that. yep, yeah. exactly. That loop, Every t- I run that too, and every time I run it, I'm like, I should be going faster, but it's how much elevation's on that? I've never measured. Three five, like the big loop. I think somewhere around three five. It's depending on fifteen mile loop. Yeah, I did fifteen. I don't know. Okay, but, but there is has to be around three. Depending how that loop is, it has to be around three thousand five hundred feet, somewhere around in there. And not only that, but like then you're going straight down at times too. Yep. It's like never flat. No. Yeah. Consistently, it's, and you start with a three mile climb. Yeah, well, all of all those baby head rocks. Yeah. This is like the worst. And it was like Jason's favorite place to run. Oh, no. I'm like, we're it's going beautiful. up there. I'm like, I hate this place. I hate it so much. But uh, those three places. And then we'd go out to Golden Gate Canyon whenever I could convince Jason to go there because it's a little higher. Yeah. And I like the heat kills me in the summertime. But it's it's cooler up there. So we would go pay seven bucks or whatever the entry fee is and do a couple big loops there. Yeah. But that was pretty much it, I feel like. I do some stuff at um, Mount Falcon. Yep. That's a nice little, uh, we start at the lower parking lot and go to the lookout thing at the top and then come back down. Um, How far is that? I want to say it's a 10 mile loop. Okay. Or 10 mile out and back. Nice. Yeah. But, Check uh, that one out. Yeah, yeah. It's also not that fun. It's super <laughs> steep. But yeah. And the green, you can do the green mountain, the hog back, and then Matthew Winters equals like 20 miles, but still it's. Not as much elevation gain though as when you're doing Bergen Peak or White Ranch. Yeah. Oh, a, really? Yeah, no, no it's not. No. Oh so, man. Even though it's you, they're like, oh yeah, this is gonna be. I'm bad. When I mean, you look at elevation gain, it's not as much. As Which so uh, yeah, how important is elevation gain when training for a hundred miler? Because you're right, like maybe you're not putting in the crazy amount of distance, but if you're putting the crazy amount of elevation gain, that has to be pretty beneficial. I never, we didn't get, I didn't get much during the week, right? I'd do like my three or four training runs during the week and then we'd go out to do a trail run on the weekends. So that was, I think we did 175K over six months of elevation gain in okay. training. But I thought it was important for me for sure, just because I didn't, you know, you don't know how your knees and IT bands are going to react all that up and down in a race. But I yeah. read somewhere that Killian Journey doesn't even count mileage. He just counts elevation. Really? Gain. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it was some obscene amount of what he does per week. It was like 35,000 or something like that per week, you know? And we're like, that guy's insane. We did a, we had a week where it was like 10,000 and I was like, <laughs> oh, super proud. And I saw that on some Facebook post. I was like, what an animal. Yeah. He has, there's a moment every summer where he's coming out to do hard rock. And then if you look on Facebook, there's just killing yes. sightings. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like Bigfoot. People are like, I <laughs> yes. saw, I saw Killian. No, yeah, you didn't. <laughs> the night before, he doesn't <laughs> exist. Yeah. yeah, that's what's. Yeah, and he does it like a few days before the race. It's like you looked at his Strava and you're like, what? You did twenty thousand before, and you're like, 
Jeez. Yeah. He's just, like, working some kinks out. Like, yeah. Oh, no, nah, I just wanted to... He's a jet lag or something. Totally. You know? He's just like, oh, let me... I think he dislocated his... He did. Yeah. Put it in his vest. And, like. So as someone... I've never ran 100 miles. I've ran 250s and then a bunch of 50Ks. But as people who have ran 100 miles, he did, like, 80 miles with a dislocated shoulder. Like, yeah. How can you even... Like, can you guys even imagine that? Well, how many hundreds has he done, though, right? Like, yeah. I mean, that's, like, so casual to him. It's like <laughs> it's like me walking to work, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, like, his commute, you know? <laughs> and I think that... Did you watch the end of that race where the race director was like, oh, this is the first time I think I've seen you look tired. And I'm like, there's the example. <laughs> yeah. And for him to be tired 80 miles with a dislocated shoulder, he needs to run and still win the race. That's crazy. I, I can't imagine doing it, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. Well, let's get into your guys' race. So it was Run Rabbit Run, which is in Steamboat, right? Um, yes. Yeah. Like, how did you guys feel be- right before it started? Like, I guess to put in context, I'm signed up for this insane event this summer. It's something that's very intimidating to me. It's like a stage race. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was looking at it last night, and I told my wife, "Look, I'm kind of scared, to be honest." Like, did you guys have that feeling? Oh yeah. <laughs> Well, number one, we're, like, never run 100 miles before. Number two, I like, a contract to make a movie about it. And, like, if you don't, if neither of us finish, like, what is the film? Like, like we have no film. So there's, like, that. Uh, we were saying the weeks beforehand, I'm like, at least one of us has to finish, preferably Jason, you know, <laughs> if only one of us finishes. But you don't know. So I was terrified. Yeah. yeah. So it's, like, an extra. Yeah, it's double. And then, like, I'm totally did not have an emotional experience because I was so fixated on getting the film done, you know, like, so I was like detached the whole time. You look at the end of it, Jason's like totally falling apart. And I'm like, okay, I think we got the shot, you know, like (laughs) like for real. But yeah, I was, I mean, I was having insomnia, heart palpitations, all sorts of like leading up to it. Yeah. Yeah. It was terrible. But, uh, dang man, Wait, did you tell Jason at all? Were you like, oh, I think so, yeah. Oh, okay, I didn't know if yeah. you're like, I'm gonna keep this all to myself right no. now. Yeah, no, I, I complained. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. have no problem telling me. I, I remember we ran like two miles of the shakeout run the day before the race, you know, to get yeah. the nerves out, or whatever. And so we're running on these short two miles, and I ask him, and then he's like, yeah, I'm worried. I'm like, no, we're gonna, you know, I'm more like, yeah, I'm nervous, but I have a feeling if where we're at, you give me the starting starting line, I'm gonna finish. And Brent's like, well, you know, the second reason why people don't finish, the first reason is uh, stomach issues. And I'm like, it hadn't even popped in my mind. So then I'm like, oh, yeah, I feel something on my stomach now. I'm going to have stomach issues, like right? Shortened our conversation quite a bit. I, I feel like that's a, it's a very, I feel like that paraphrasing is inaccurate. Oh, maybe somewhat. And to be clear, I'm pretty sure I said I was worried about me. I was not worried about you finishing. Well, yeah, I know. Yeah, I think that's what I said. Yeah, so you gotta start going like, yeah. How how much of the race did you, you know, feel actually like excited and like in a good mood? And then when did it hit like the exhaustion? I feel like in the beginning I did not feel good because of my right when we started because it was either nerves or my stomach was actually having issues, and I don't know if it was just because it was it was like yeah. nerves or excitement, but it was having trouble eating in the beginning, which had never had a problem before and then i would say from mile probably 15 to about 50 ish 60 i felt pretty excited and good at that portion and of the race and then once the ankle 
took a shit and yeah. started clunked out is what I, I whatever that was then it was like god when is this thing gonna be over and I, I really felt bad for Brendan and like holding him because out of all the mile we had ran 1,000 like 200 miles up into that point that had never ever ran where I was like one of those training runs where I held back Brendan like held his back it was always like yeah we're in pain and you're sore but you power through yeah. and that was the first time during the race I was like I'm sort of holding us back because of my ankle, and I sort of yeah. felt bad yeah, about think, that. Yeah. Well, I, I felt, I would say I felt good till about, I think, mile 30. We both were like getting a little nauseous going up that, oh, or yeah. 20, actually. And it was hot. In the, in the sun, and we got to mile 40, and we were coming into an aid station, and I thought, in my head, we were still within reach of being able to finish in about 30 hours, and we just sat down there for 40 minutes and ate like 800 calories because we hadn't been, I don't think we've been eating enough, which was a, shocker to me because I never don't eat enough food <laughs> like, I may be slow but I, I get the calories uh, so I think that was sort of when I was like okay tempered the expectations a little bit and then people say the night's the worst and like for me when the sun came up I was like I hate my life <laughs> you know I was like we've been up 24 hours I also do not think you were holding me up because I was so miserable I would have probably walked that last 30 miles anyway I was just like because I was like, I said, you go in front, and when you feel like your ankle, when you feel like you can run, just run. I'll follow you. And it's illustrated in the movie where you turn around and start running, and I just keep walking. I'm like, <laughs> he's going to keep going, huh? Yeah. And that's what it's like every – I was just like, oh, my God, I, I hate running. So I would probably not have – and I've noticed that in every race that I just, like, give up at the last 20% where I'm like, I'm done with this. I hate it. And I, like, slow down, and I tried – I actually tried not to this last 50 mile race. I was like, I gotta keep pushing myself because yeah. that was my place to improve. But yeah, I felt terrible for a good 15 hours. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> like you just, but there's different. You know, I think when you're running with somebody too, you can, you're gonna take turns having good, feeling good. You know, yeah. and you can kind of like drag the other person a little bit to a point where you're like, like we definitely had a little argument after mile 63 i kept saying i think we should run and you were like what we're fine and, and i think i made us run for a while downhill in the dark but yeah and you weren't having that i don't even the <laughs> weirdest thing about the, some of the dark time i think it's, it's like hazy i don't remember a lot of it but i remember that it wasn't as bad as anyone had ever said or any of the race reports which i was maybe that's what i was super excited about and i just blacked it out but i don't remember a lot about the nighttime except for the the tent the eating in the tent and trying to get some soup and then running down a hill until you can see it in the film when we'd run into our girlfriends and they're like, hey, and we're like, whoa, who are you two? We did like totally surprised at like, because we, we didn't know where the aid station, so we're just charging forward and then all of a sudden people are like, hey, you two, we're like, oh, hello, we're two zombies. But I wonder if a lot of people have a vastly different experience than us because most people don't do things with a partner yeah. or a friend. So yeah, like, absolutely. We're always, even if we're not talking, we're like, we've done how many miles of running together and like you never are at your peak and sometimes you play off the other person's energy and even if we're not talking for like an hour at a time it's like we're still you're still not that like desperately lonely you're like yeah, yeah. yeah this, is, this is what we do you know it yeah. makes it still makes sense so oh, i hate my life but jason's still running so i might as well run <laughs> i guess that's what we're doing right yeah. now so i think there's a I think we underestimate how much that helps you know for sure it's kind of like when you're dating someone or you're married and you can like sit in a room together for like two hours just completely silent like doing your own thing but you're like comforted i guess yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. So what happened to your ankle? I'm not sure. Uh, leading up to the race, I had sprained it a couple times and then just pushed through and just kept running and yeah. finished. And so I think it was just the wear and tear of the 100 miles. Um, I, you know, a PT said that my ankle bone itself didn't have enough movement and it was getting jammed. Um, I don't know the exact the tib- well, I don't know the exact medical term, but it was getting jammed. It wasn't actually had the range of medical <laughs> <laughs> it didn't have the exact range Best of motion up. that it needed to while I was going downhill. And that caused okay. it to swell up, and then cause multiple issues leading up the leg. You know, the leg, the knee, oh, etc. Yeah. So. Like you can pull your toes up, basically. Oh. Yeah, yes, yeah. like... and that w- of course that's difficult. Yeah, I had I lost the range of the motion. That's why there's tra- you know on trail single track at times. It's just oh, I don't you even want to think about it. Yeah. That's why watching the end of the movie, I still partly tears start coming in my eyes because partly I was seeing the it's just the pain thinking about. Yeah where I was at. Ugh. Well, so you started walking backwards. How how far did you do that? Well, that was mile 96 is the last aid station. And yeah. It drops, it drops 3,500 feet in six oh, miles. That must feel terrible And you're ankle. like, oh, it'll be all downhill. It'll be great. We'll just cruise. And you're, no. No. So, I mean, and I thought, exactly. I, I was telling Brendan that if we get to that last aid station, I'll, I'm going to power through. I'll have the that thought of seeing my girlfriend or friends, yeah. food, being done and i started just remember giving my best effort and i was like oh no can't <laughs> run downhill because your foot has oh to go my even god further. yeah oh. your toes have to go even further down right it's, it's, a, it's a steep fire road for a lot of it and you're like for probably a good four miles right so we were in a lot i was in a lot of pain and then all of a sudden i was like wait like a light bulb went off in my head i don't know where it came <laughs> from it was like because i'd never seen this in any other running or it wasn't in the book we read there's no <laughs> training that if shit hits the fan turn around and walk backwards but it, it I was like wait a minute I can walk backwards and once I did that it changed the whole dynamics in my head and how I was feeling yeah so I'd walk as much as I could backwards and then run and when the pain got so bad backwards and okay. then run and that's how I finished the race yeah um switching between those two yeah were you like, I've invented something. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to write my own book now. <laughs> well, until the people that are passing us were like, yeah, I've done that before. We're like, really? I guess yeah. we are really novice. We got to so many people and not a single one was like, why are you walking backwards? Yes. It was just like, oh, that's what people do. Like, you we know, get like, this. Well, it's, you know, like sometimes during a race, you're running the whole time and then you get to a section to hike. You're like, ah, oh, just like different movement. Yeah. So I have to imagine it's that, right? It like, was totally that. I think I've heard that people's quads stop firing. Mm-hmm. Or, I don't know. Muscle contraction. Is. So that's when they'll walk backwards and like because wow. they can't literally cannot run anymore. And that I believe that's a much faster <laughs> rate of running speed than we've experienced. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. I love the ending, like crossing the finish line, and you know, just having done some ultra marathons before, like watching you guys just run in. Every step, I, I rewatched it this morning when I was at the gym. Like every step, I'm like, oh, oh, like just feeling that pain, you know? <laughs> get ready, dude. <laughs> yeah, get ready. Oh man, but uh, but yeah. So, I mean, just can you guys describe the emotion of it finally being over and knowing you had like an ending to your. <laughs> Yeah, it was like, you know, for a film, you definitely want to nail the hug at the end. And I, I had said, look, dude, I mean, as natural as possible, we need a hug for about 10 seconds. Or, like, tell your girlfriend to wait 10 <laughs> seconds before, after we cross the finish line before she comes up and hugs you. Because we don't, we don't want her in the shot. No offense to Kate, but, like, that's not going to be part of the story, you know. 
um, and then we come up to the finish line and you cannot your your the clock doesn't stop on your time at the run rabbit run until you hug the official hugger which is fred the race director at that point yeah. so he's like in the shot and it ends up being a really cool shot yeah. but we both kind of just give him this half-ass hug because <laughs> it's like you weren't out there you know and then we hug and then my favorite part of the whole movie is if you it's just like the second before they cut away from the race footage you can see fred's mouth and he's about to like get choked up like he's oh. like like oh, fighting man, the big awesome. lump in his throat and i've watched it several times because he's like somehow affected by jason having this you know like huge emotional experience which actually part of a lot of it is probably your ankle pain but uh i was it, i was affected by it this morning i was i was riding the exercise bike and i'm like i should probably watch this again before these guys come over and then i was like oh man i almost started tearing up and like <laughs> it's five in the morning there's people walking around the track and they're probably like what is that guy what's his deal <laughs> he's emotionally available yeah like, what are you looking at <laughs> it's fine yeah yeah, yeah, man. But you, I think Jason had a much more emotional experience because of the, I was just, like, tired. You know, like, I didn't have – I mean, 30 miles took us, like, eight hours. So it's, like, eight hours of just, like, really extreme pain on that one foot. Yeah. I didn't have that. I was just cruising along, so. Yeah, I mean, I think the ending for me was – the, the pain, of course, of um, – my ankle. I mean, remember running into the, you know, because we went off the. Sing- there was a little bit of single track in town, which I was like, "You have got to be kidding me with this race!" <laughs> like, we're in town and I can't just get flat. And now I'm still doing single track, and I remember being like, just wanting to cry then. Um, and then we headed into town, and it was a combination of it being so painful, like incredibly painful, but wanting wanting just to keep running. You know, I didn't want to come into the finish line walking backwards or walking so just sucking that up and then thinking about my girlfriend and then everyone that had supported us and the emotional of finishing the race itself that when i even before i'm not even across the finish line you see me i'm like because i'm just like whoa yeah. now and we're going to come in underneath the 36 hours now just overwhelmed by those emotions um it's why i don't think i've watched the film without crying yeah. if i've seen it all the way through and then i'll start crying at the end too and people are like oh i cried in your movie i'm like i'm still crying what are you <laughs> talking about i know the ending i cried then i cry sometimes when i re- watch it and when i tell people the story i cry about it. or when people tell me they're crying and if i'm looking at them they're crying like god i'm gonna start crying (laughs) it's really like emotionally affecting i don't know well hopefully we yeah that's what we want you to think in the movie like we want you to we want to like take you through the ideally you believe that jason is thinking about his tough childhood and how he's overcome every obstacle in his life when he crosses the finish line which may or may not be true but we, we know, know you know, kicked him right in the ankle, like yeah. right before you're like, you're gonna grab, boom! No, we were like, so we were like, oh, you come man. around the corner and there's a shot, there's a guy riding a downhill bike, like right out of the frame, and and I think right before then I had said, dude, we're gonna make it, and then Jason started falling apart, like straight up oh, ugly crying, like wow. as we still have a good 300 feet to go, and I'm like, what are you doing? And I start tearing up, not nearly as extremely because I wasn't like in that much pain. I was just like oh, God, we're going to be just blubbering mess by the time we get there. <laughs> so I think, I don't know if that set it off or what, but it was like, finally, yeah. okay, we're going to do it. You know, we're going to yeah. be fine. The, the final, final, like, we're done. done this. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Like an asteroid has to hit for us to not finish. It has to hit right there for us right. to not finish the race. But, Again, yeah. And I'd already spent so much time cry- crying earlier because there was a portion when we were, it's not in the film, when we were sort of discussing about, oh, my ankle's in pain, where, we're sort of we're talking about we're talking about 
you know, what time we're going to come in. And so Brody, our pace, we're having this conversation. And they're like, well, you maybe you need to try to run if you can. And I remember going, okay, I'm going to try to run. And I just start running. I'm in incredible pain. Brody's like, oh, yeah, you know, it's a little bit of pain. I want to be like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> like, I'm crying. Like, and I remember just pushing, like, F you, Brody. <laughs> fuck you, Brandon. I'm trying. And, like, tears are just pouring out. Of my, and I'm wearing my sunglasses. And I'm being filmed. And I remember being just – and I was really – I was pissed. I was, I was like, angry crying because I was like, god damn it, you ain't. We never had a problem. Yeah. And in my head, I'm like, I'm slowing us down, you know, because I'm slowing us down, right? And you're out there with someone. You don't want to slow someone down. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, congrats on finishing, man. Oh, thank it's, you. As someone who never, like, I ran a, the 50s I've run, I got to the end, and I'm like, I don't, I can't wrap my head around 100 miles. But you just do, though, right? Yeah. Like, it's like you never would, if you never run further than 50K, and you're like, well, I got to do 50 miles, then you think you have to hang on to it for a, yeah. quite a bit longer. And you do, you know, and like, I'm sure people with way more experience will tell you the same thing, but you just do. I did have a friend who's done a bunch of races tell me a hundred's really going to make you question your sanity, I think. And I was like, whatever, Sean, you don't know, you don't know anything. And of course we get to that. And I was just like, Sean, you asshole, <laughs> you were right, you know? Yeah. So nice, man. Well, real quick, um, but before we wrap up, can you tell us a little bit about semi rad? Um, yeah, I keep seeing it after I like, I'd seen it before, and then I'd, you know, I associated it with you, this guy who made this movie, and I was like, oh, now and then now I'm seeing it pop up everywhere. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I uh, I took a I had an outdoor industry job in two from 2008 to 2010, and I left it 2011, and was like wanted a way to kind of stay in touch with the outdoors because that's all I did at the time was like climbing, mountaineering, skiing, everything like that, and. So I started a website and called it Semi-Rad because I was, like, seemed to be where I was going to come from. You know, I wasn't going to be, like, I'm not an elite athlete in any means. Uh, and every I feel like a lot of people can, I guess, understand that perspective. Yeah. So I was like, well, I'm just going to write one blog post a week until something happens or I get sick of it. And that's been going on since February 2011 now. So, and over the years, it started, it started to pick up. And, you know, at one point I had a column in climbing magazine that was called semi-rad and um now outside magazine syndicates the blog so it comes out on my website and theirs every thursday um and it's just kind of been like a decent brand for me you know like i guess i wasn't trying to i wasn't like oh yeah i need to make a brand for myself i was like (laughs) i think i'm supposed to do this blog and it kind of it kind of has left the door open that i can kind of do whatever i want with it so um it was you know the film was my idea so our editor was like, let's call it a semi-rad story. And if you don't know about the whole existence of all that other stuff, you probably just think it refers to what we're yeah. doing, which I think a lot of people have. They do, oh, yeah. Which is fine, whatever, I don't care. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. That's, well, and, that's like, it. the message of, like, to quote-unquote, you guys say regular dudes in the movie. I'm like, no, you guys are obviously, like, really good athletes, but – Two regular dudes. <laughs> oh yeah, Thank you were so talented. Yeah, yeah. but like semi rad, you know that like ties into that kind of right. Like, well, yeah, and I've had like <clears throat> pro athletes say, "Oh, I'm semi rad," and you're like, "You are not." <laughs> yeah, like, but I think people identify with it because everybody's looking up to someone. Except, you know, Killian's probably not getting up in the morning being like, "I wish I was as good as blank." He's probably just like. <laughs> I'm pretty good. Yeah, I don't know know what he thinks, but, like, you know, and and climbers are the same way, you know. Like, everybody thinks of that next person. And so everybody's kind of got that. um, 
they want to identify as that, I think, maybe. Um, but, I mean, like we said earlier, you know, everybody in these ultra marathons is, like, pretty normal. You know, yeah. everybody's going to work on Monday or Tuesday afterwards, you know, except for the really elite people at the top. You know, most people are going into their accounting job or whatever, you know, and it's like we're all just normal people with the same screw loose, I think. Yeah, you know? totally. There was a guy who finished – well, we kept seeing him, and he was just wearing, like – it almost looked like he was wearing basketball shorts with pockets in him, and he just had one water bottle. And he was, I mean, he had a lot of gray hair, but missing, all, you know, receding hairline. And this guy just kept, like, uh, you know, we kept going back and forth with him, and finally we never saw him again. I'm like, that dude beat us. <laughs> I, I was going through the race footage, and, you know, I saw, like, he finished however many hours ahead of us. And, you know, he looked like a guy. You were like, you have no idea what you're doing. But people knew who he was, and they were like, oh, yeah, he just – he just crushes these races. Whoa. But he looks so normal. And, yeah. and I created, he was from, like, he's from somewhere in the south that was flat. And I created this whole narrative in my head afterwards that, like, he just went to back to work at his job as, like, an auditor or something. And people were like, hey, Frank, how was your weekend? Like, oh, good. I took an extra day. I went up to Colorado. Oh, how was that? Oh, it was good. Weather was nice. <laughs> and he doesn't tell anybody yeah. that he's an ultra runner. <laughs> and he does, like, 400s a year or something like that. And no one knows that he's just, like, this undercover crusher. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. he's, like, well-known in this com- underground community. Yeah, like, yeah. But but no one in Alabama or Arkansas has no idea what he does. <laughs> like, a superhero. That rocks. Yeah. That rocks. Um, can you talk a little bit about Right to Shine or... Yeah, I started Right to Shine last year, and it's a combination of working, you know, 16 years on sort of political campaigns and takes in combination of my yoga background and me becoming a yoga teacher where what I really try to do is sort of motivate and inspire in the film people that they have the right to shine, whether that's in their work, whether that's something they want to take on physically challenge or whether that's something they want to make a change of careers or in the relationship and sort of instilling people with the tools, techniques, mind psychology you know yeah. things that they need to do to take on the next big goal or big task that they have in their life so nice. um yeah that's the premise of it i think we all that's why i came up with the name of we all have the right we all have the right Heck to shine yeah. so it doesn't matter who you are where you're at that's what awesome. your situation or what story you've told yourself you, you have a fundamental right to shine and go out there and get it i love that man i love the message and um you know if people want to kind of like follow your guys journey and follow your stories where where can they where's like the best place to find you guys for me probably right to shine uh you can find me on instagram and then on uh, facebook is the okay. best and then um on my on my website nice. right to shine.com you definitely want to hear his speech that he gives to as, as motivational so oh yeah yeah yeah, it's way more polished than mine. Are you act like right now? <laughs> oh, not right now. <laughs> I'll tell you, like forty-five. Minutes. That's what I was no, thinking. No, I'm no. like, <laughs> like, you want to hire him? Yeah. Oh, yeah, him. man, that would uh, be awesome. What, like, what kind of like businesses? Yeah, or? businesses or organizations, corporations, nonprofits. Okay. Yeah. Anybody who needs a kick in the ass. Yeah. Yeah. Got some seventh graders over here at this middle school. <laughs> Just absolutely kick them right in the asses. <laughs> I actually like I'm in the process of. Uh, I think I might be landing a graduation speech this this no year, way. which is like my dream for for a high school in Colorado. So do you have Jason? Like, are you like prepare me? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I think we're. I think <laughs> I got really. it. I think I got it. I'm not sure at what length they want me to talk, but I want to like. I'm so excited to put on a cap and gown and act like I know what the hell I'm talking about. Like. <laughs> yeah, anyway, but yeah, in answer to your question, my website's semirad.com. Awesome. Um, yeah, so that's where everything goes for me. Sweet. Well, thank yeah. you guys for coming over. Thank you for inspiring people. I yeah. Mean, great film, and check it out. It's called How to Run 100 Miles. 
I don't know why I looked at my computer when I said that because I know what it's Just called. Make sure it's on there. See, look, look at these measly notes that I had. Yeah, that's all you yeah. need, though. Yeah. Right? That's you're what natural. I'm saying. You're natural. You're yeah. conversationalist. Yeah, maybe. You'd be, you'd be like, this isn't uh, Charlie Rose or something, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. Get, let's get deep for a second. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's great. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you guys. All right, that wraps up this week's episode of the Like a Bigfoot podcast. Uh, if you enjoyed the conversation, do yourself a favor and check out the film uh, How to Run 100 Miles. You can find it on YouTube. I'll link to it on our Facebook page. Um, it's fantastic. I've watched a lot of movies about running 100 miles uh, because it's a topic that fascinates me. This one, hands down, is one of the absolute best ones, um, especially from the perspective of the quote-unquote everyman, every woman running the 100 miles. It's the best one. This is just a fantastic story. Uh, very entertaining, hilarious, touching, um, will make you tear up <laughs> about people overcoming adversity in their lives. So be sure to check that out. It's called How to Run 100 Miles. Look for it on YouTube. Look for it on semirad.com. Um, so you can check out all of that there. Uh, but thank you, Brendan. Thank you, Jason. You guys rock. I would hope in the future we can reconnect because, I mean, we talked about their journey running 100 miles, but, you know, Brendan's like a legit like badass mountaineer and Jason's this awesome like super in shape healthy yoga guy so I definitely want to have them back on the show uh, at some point in the future so yeah um, Jason also wrote a book called self-care hacks um, and it's fantastic because it's about 100 pages each page is like kind of a different chapter, a different philosophy that he's used in his life to be successful. So make sure you check that out. It's called Self-Care Hacks. Um, I love number four. Number four is my favorite. It says, there's no one diet, one exercise, or one method for everyone. Don't buy into anything or anyone telling you so. And I really like that because I feel like we need to do this self-exploration to figure out what works the best for us, whether that's diet wise, whether that's exercise wise, whether that's the amount of sleep, like we're all different. We're all individuals. So, but at the same time, like you can become complacent and not, and choose not to figure that stuff out about yourself, which is crazy, man. We only got a little bit of time here on this earth. We might as well be exploring, right? So this is all about being able to explore being flexible um and kind of just figuring it out and as a you know i'm a seventh grade science teacher man i love doing experiments so um <clears throat> this is about that doing the self experiments to really figure out what's going to make you feel the absolute best and i know what's going to make me feel the absolute absolute best and that's to go for a run right now so i'm going to wrap this up uh thank you guys again check out the rest of our stuff like a bigfoot um, like a bigfoot.com. You can look for us on iTunes, all that fun stuff. All right. See you guys. See you next week.